0: Welcome to the Dynasty Defined Podcast, a show discussing what's happening with the greatest dynasty in sports, the Oklahoma State Cowboys wrestling program. I'm your host, Lee Cawthorn, and the Pokes moved to 7-0 over the weekend with big wins on the road at Pittsburgh and West Virginia, the old Allegheny road trip to the East to take down two programs that are definitely on the rise and... Uh, wasn't without challenges. The Cowboys definitely had some instances of not necessarily uh, looking their best. It was a definitely a closer duel in practice than it was on paper, but uh, for both of them. But uh, fun ones nonetheless. Pittsburgh sold out their field house there. Uh, it was a, uh, it looked like a fun atmosphere As usual And uh, they were excited to take on the Pokes And uh, Oklahoma State really Didn't give them much to cheer about Through the first uh, six matches And really put it away immediately So uh, Troy Spratley picked up a pin over Colton Camacho Pinning a ranked wrestler is always good He's moved up in the rankings a bit if we look at uh, Intermat's uh, rankings this week, he is up to um, number 19. Uh, don't really know if that still tells the whole story. He's 13-3 on the year. Um, has a chance to uh, move up a bit after this this coming weekend, but uh, he also beat the number 3-ranked wrestler in the country uh, at this point, and Luke Stanich from Lehigh. So... While he's taking some losses, um, he's starting to get into a rhythm here. He's looking a bit better uh, over the past three duels than he did uh, for a few weeks there in between. So, uh, excited to see him stepping it up there. Uh, Dayton Fix got the major decision, 11-0 over Vinny Santanello. Um, Really, Dayton's doing what we expect Dayton to do. He's going out and executing his uh, offense, um, finding things that he needs to work on. Uh, for instance, getting out from uh, underneath San- Santanillo uh, was definitely an issue there in the third period. Uh, still got an eleven to nothing major decision uh, and riding time, so it was a dominant win for Dayton, but <clears throat> definitely. Not sure if he's going to be happy with that performance. Uh, Tegan Jameson got a big win over Cole Matthews, 8-2. Matthews really has kind of fallen off over the past uh, couple of weeks, not to take anything away from Jamison there. Jameson obviously having a great season thus far. Um, But uh, um, good to see him pick up that big win. Uh, We saw Sammy Alvarez make his Oklahoma State debut this past weekend in both duels. Uh, He um came out and wrestled a really uh, high quality match here against a ranked wrestler and Finn Solomon uh, getting the 12 to four to decision victory our major decision victory mostly scoring his points in the third period he looked uh, to have a pretty good gas tank and um, definitely was getting into some funky positions that uh, uh, he came out on top of so. Was was interesting to see Alvarez go, and uh, we'll see what happens over the next few weeks with that 149-pound spot. Um, Definitely a curious development there with Alvarez and what might happen with Jordan Williams. Uh, I don't want to speculate, so we'll just kind of leave it at that and may the best man win. Uh, at 157 pounds, Teague Travis continued his winning ways, getting that major decision 14-3 to 3, over Jared Kessler. Uh, Isaac Olenek wrestled number 8 Holden Heller and picked up a 5-2 decision victory. Um, really worked his match. He's kind of slowed down a little bit, which we'll get into in the West Virginia match, but um, definitely... Uh, Looks like he's hitting some mid-season um, lull, I guess, here uh, over the past couple of matches. Um, just hasn't looked quite as uh, quick or as, as, as hey, he's a sixth-year guy, right? So as spry <laughs> as uh, he was at the beginning of the season. So would like to see him... Um, Maybe get some rest or um, just get back to those uh, early season basics there. Uh, Braden Thompson did have a good opportunity here to take out number 15, Luca Augustine. Uh, however, in tiebreakers, he uh, wasn't able to ride out uh, Augustine and then um, uh, lost on the riding time. So uh, unfortunate there for Braden. Um well, I guess Augustine was down. He got out and then took neutral, and Thompson wasn't able to get a a tate down. So um, unfortunate there for Braden. I know that that's, uh was a win or a match that he had circled, really a first big test since he'd come back. I know he wrestled Tate Piccolo and a couple others and picked up big wins after he came back from his injury. But, um, yeah, that was... Uh, Uh, A tough one there. I'm sure he'll get another chance as we're coming up. You know, 174 pounds is definitely um, not the deepest weight in the country. But he's going to be running into some tough matches after the Iowa weekend. So uh, really, February is his cutting time here with... Uh, ending the season on Peyton Mako, Kade DeVos, Tate Piccolo, and Patrick Kennedy. Um, tough matches there. He's going to need to go out and find a way to win uh, out of his next one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight matches. He really needs to win six of those, uh, at least five, um, to get a qualifying spot. And then when you get into the Big 12 tournament, um, you know, you, you definitely want to have a top four or five seed cause 174 pounds really isn't that deep in the big 12 and you're looking at having, um, not a lot of allocations. So I definitely want to see him, um, really pick up wins here over guys like Augustine. Um. True freshman, there will be plenty more opportunities, and I'm sure he'll find a way to qualify. Um, if they send him to the last chance open or something like that, try to get some more matches under his belt. Uh, that'd be really good. Um, Dustin Plot got the major decision over number twelve Reese Heller. Dustin's looked great. I mean, I, we say this every week, but I mean, he's looked so good at 184, uh, number two in the country, and legitimately. Pr- probably earning that really well. I mean, he, he could be a finalist here if he's uh, 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 keeping everything together. He's got a big test this coming weekend, which we'll talk about here in a bit, but uh, he's he's passed every single one this far. He's split with Lenny Pinto, who's number three. He beat Dylan Fishback, who's number six. Um, he uh, will get a chance here at Will Feld Camp. Next weekend, um, beat Reese Heller. I mean, just he'll get a chance at Clayton Whitting from Missouri. Um, I was gonna probably run out uh, Gabe Arnold at 84 pounds if I was a betting man. Um, and then he's gonna get a shot at number one in the country, so uh, he's got he's gonna get his opportunities for sure, and I'm excited to see. What Dustin's able to accomplish here. Um, 197 pounds, bit of a disappointing uh, return for Luke Serber. He dropped the bout to number 15, Max Stout from Pittsburgh, 5 to 2. Um, just didn't look right. Uh, he was definitely, uh, seemed seemed a bit slow getting back into things, uh, wasn't able to get to his offense, just, you know, wasn't, he, he just didn't seem 100%. Um, Not the Luke Serber we're used to seeing here. As y'all know, I'm a massive fan, so I'm hoping that uh, we get to see him back here soon and and looking like he's 100% because kind of a similar situation. Confident he can do well at the conference tournament and the conference is really deep at 197 pounds. Um, But, uh, you know, he's... Got a crazy February. He's wrestling Rocky Elam, Tanner Sloan, Stephen Buchanan, back-to-back-to-back. Uh, to back to back. And then Zach Glazier from Iowa's looked pretty good, too. So um, would like to see him get some warm-ups here, uh, potentially this coming weekend, and then next weekend against guys that he should beat. Um, so, yeah, hopefully we see uh, Luke Server back to full health soon. Um Heavyweight Conor Doucette taking care of business out here. Got the 3 to nothing win over Dayton Pitzer. Um, Looks great doing it. I mean, he... Look, uh, say what you will about Conor said but the, the guy has just been consistently wrestling his match, taking care of his fundamentals, wrestling great defense, and winning. <clears throat> he's winning. Uh, he's won a lot of matches. He's up to number nine in the country. Um, so, hate all you want. He's getting results. He's got an outside. I mean, he's staring down the barrel of if being an All-American. Um, he can do it. <laughs> I mean, uh, and then you're going to have to answer some questions here, but look, Connor's looked awesome. I mean, he just has, um, which is amazing. It's an amazing development for heavyweight. It's an amazing development for this lineup. After Pittsburgh... And then the win against uh, West Virginia, which uh, they got a 29-9 dual victory in this one. Um, Drop matches at 149, uh, 165, and 197, which we'll talk about, but uh, you're really starting to see things fall into place with this lineup. Uh, 149 pounds, obviously a bit in flux, but uh, you're looking at Dayton Fix, Isaac Olenek, Dustin Plott as legitimate top four contenders, which those type of points are going to get you into the top ten, back into the top ten, which I know isn't acceptable. I know they want to be better than that. And I know we all want it to be better than that. But considering the last two years, getting three All-Americans that are all in the top four and finding a way to get back into the top 10 is important um and then if you can find ways for some of the younger guys and then like you know Doucette and Plot to work their way into the round of 12 or onto the podium then uh it's massive and then you've got Tegan Jameson who's ranked top 8 if he can find if he can get on the podium as a retro freshman um that's a huge win from the transfer portal uh, from a guy who's from Oklahoma but didn't initially come to Oklahoma State. <clears throat> and then at 125, again, Troy Spratley beat the number th- three guy in the country. And it wasn't particularly close in that Lehigh duel, right? Um, he pretty well handled them. Uh, I think that was a low-scoring one, but uh, he looked pretty good there. He seems to have um, settled out some of his issues of getting out from bottom um he's got some more tests coming. But the Big 12 is wide open at 125. Um seems to be Yuri Volk, but you've got Noah Certain who he'll wrestle. You've got Tanner Jordan who he'll probably who he will wrestle again. You've got um uh Eli Griffin out at Cal Baptist who there's not a duel, but you'll probably you might see him at the tournament. So um really interesting opportunity here for Spratly uh, because 125 pounds I mean again he beat the guy who was number one in the country Uh, granted he took a he's on a losing streak Uh, he um has looked solid so I'm curious to see how that pans out but I, I think you can say he's got a high bar um and then Teague Travis is looking like a guy who can score you points. Uh, now, uh, am I ready to anoint him yet? Uh, absolutely not. Um, we're going to learn a lot about Teague Travis over the next month or so. I mean, he's 12-1 and one on the year. Um, who has he wrestled? You know, uh, Ed Scott is really it. Um, and then he has his loss to his teammate Jordan Williams there. Um, but Ed Scott's an All-American so, and it was 7 to 6 with those reversals. He uh, executed well there. Seems to be something that he's been able to go to. Um, here coming up, he's got Ryder Downey from Northern Iowa, Cody Chittum from Iowa State, Ja'Cory Teamer from Arizona State, Brock Mahler from Missouri, Cale Swinson from South Dakota State, Jared Hilligan from OU, and Jared Franick from Iowa. So he does not have an easy. Back half of the schedule here And we're going to learn a lot about Team Travis Over that time Now uh, what, what do we know We know he's a hard worker We know he's a, a skilled wrestler You know he's somebody that he That uh, is never going to give up I like him against the young guys Ryder Downey, Cody Chittum But against Really experienced wrestlers Ja'Cory Teamer, Brock Mahler Jared Franick. Gonna learn a lot. We're just gonna learn a lot about Team Travis, and it's gonna be really fun to watch for sure. So, um, in the West Virginia match, I think the biggest news here is uh, Isaac Olenek did drop a match to Peyton Hall, and Peyton Hall looked great. <clears throat> Isaac really didn't seem to have an answer for Hall's offense, and it showed. Uh, It's unfortunate. Uh, It's part of the game here. I mean, you know, Hall's been wrestling great. I think that was his first win that wasn't by bonus points this year. Or I think that was his only match that hasn't been finished with bonus points, which is crazy. Uh, Hall's been been on fire here since uh, uh, December. But... Um, again, kind of going back to the Pittsburgh match, I know he's wrestling really good wrestlers. Um, seems to have just taken a loss of step over the past couple weeks. Uh, so it would be nice to see him maybe rest, uh, maybe take a week off. Um, but we'll see what happens here as we go into the um, Oregon State duel, which is going to be. A fun one. It's going to be nice to have them coming to Gallagher. Uh, Chris Pendleton back in their building is is always great. Um, Kind of going back to what we talked about last week with Travis Whitlake with his unfortunate accident. Um, Still raising money for him but he definitely seems to be on the uh, better end of that. It seems like he's going to uh, heal up eventually. It's just going to take time as always but um, they're still raising money for that I'll uh, retweet after I put out the episode uh, the details on that from Coach Pendleton and all that stuff so we'll definitely want to make sure we uh, are giving to them so um, so keep an eye out for that let me know if you have any questions uh, can connect you with the right people and all that stuff on that one. Um, looking ahead at the Oregon State Duel, uh, there are some really great matchups here that we haven't seen yet that uh, should be a lot of fun. And then there are some potential uh, rematches and then some really, really good tests for some of these guys coming up. Um you know, I know I just mentioned that Isaac. Olenek, it might be nice to see him get some rest, but he's got to wrestle Matthew Ogan and uh, Ogan, um, two-time national qualifier, a uh, really good wrestler. That look, you, you, hate, you don't want to duck the guy, right? Especially in front of a home crowd. First first duel back this year, all that fun stuff. So, uh, you know, that's that's definitely going to be a an interesting matchup. I think Ogan is. Uh, somewhere around, uh, 13 in most rankings. Uh, the junior, there from Oregon, is is going to be a, a a fun matchup for Olenek. Olenek, a bit longer. Uh, you know, if he wrestles his match, then he should be good. Um, Braden Thompson likely taking on, uh, Mason Rinchi Um, this is an opportunity for, uh, Thompson to continue his. Winning ways, Renichie's 8-6 and six on the season of junior. Um, not really much to write home about here for uh, R- Um He did lose to Blake Schedule in... Or he, I'm sorry, he did lose to Benji Mower uh, in Reno. Got, got pinned there in 35 seconds. Uh, from the Oklahoma State backup. And then uh, Tate Piccolo also defeated uh, the wrestler here. But he does have some good wins. Uh, Sal Perini, uh, uh, Peter Acciardi from Cal Baptist. Um, So not necessarily a a, a, a layup here for uh, Thompson, but... um, Looks like he's given up some bonus points. Looks like he's a guy that uh, Thompson should be able to uh, take care of. Um, match of the duel is probably Dustin Plot and Trey Munoz. Trey Munoz, of course, the son of uh, Cowboy Legend. Uh, he's a two-time All-American now. Um Wow, he's a one-time All-American. I thought that he had All-Americaned in 2022. He ended up in the round of 12. But uh, he came in sixth place last year, at 184 pounds. Um, really, really strong wrestler. Uh, Clash of styles here a bit between Plot and Munoz. Um, Munoz is a bit more of a bruiser. Uh, relies on his strength. Um, has taken a couple losses here to Dylan Fishback of NC State and Will Feldkamp of Iowa State at uh, CKLV. I think that if Dustin wrestles a smart match, and what does that mean? Um, It means avoiding risk, avoiding uh, taking... um, an opportunity to feel out his opponent. Don't get into too many tie-ups. Make sure that you, uh, uh, take advantage of misdirection here, which is what Dustin's really good at. Um, then he should be able to stay on top against Munoz. Um, however, uh, again, Munoz has a lot of strength, a lot of, uh, wrestling knowledge. And, uh, I, th- I think this is going to be a great matchup. It's number two versus number five. Um, or number two versus number four, actually. And a real good chance for Dustin to solidify his spot there. At number two, especially looking ahead to next weekend, you've got Parker Kekheisen coming into town um, if you drop one there. Uh, but you beat Trey Munoz, and you should be able to stay at number two because the guys behind you, you've beaten Lenny Pinto, Trey Munoz, Dylan Fishback. Uh, only other one sitting there is Bernie Truex, But they're not going to jump him up over uh, guys that he's lost to. So, um, yeah, I think that that's the marquee matchup. I think that's one that uh, we're, we've all got circled and we're excited to see. And we'll probably see it a couple... Or we'll, we'll probably see it again in NCAAs. Definitely a Friday night matchup um, between those two. So would be good to get the first one. Um, but if he drops this one, then it'll be even sweeter to get the second one. 197 pounds. Uh, again, uh, hopefully we see Luke Serber back to take on uh, Justin Rademacher. Uh, Rademacher has some decent results here. He's 8-6 and six on the year, ranking about number 40 in the country. Um, hasn't suffered too many... Bad losses, but he did lose to Trevor Dobbs at CkLv. Uh, lost to Joey Novak. Um, so, good opportunity here to get plot back on the mat against somebody that he sh- should be able to beat, even if he's only you know ninety percent or so. Um, and hopefully, we get to see that. That'd be uh, nice to get plot Serber uh, back to his winning ways. And then you've got a rematch between Connor Doucette and Boo McDermott. Uh, Doucette won this one at uh, CKLV uh, in the first round there uh, in tiebreakers, three to two. So um, probably would see a similar result here. McDermott's a big heavyweight. Uh, If Connor could work his offense, then I think that we've got a good chance to – See him, you know, get a takedown and sit on it. But uh, that's that's one that we're is going to be interesting. Um, one hundred and twenty-five pounds. You've got Troy Spratly taking on the uh, former All-American Brandon Kaler, um, came in eighth place in twenty twenty-two. These two haven't hit yet um, against common opponents. Uh, Spratly is three and five against common opponents to. Kaler's 5-3. and Kaler's been around the block a few more times. You know, he's gotten a win over Noah Certain. Um, a couple wins over Nico Provo, all that fun stuff, uh, compared to Spratly. Um, but Spratly's got the edge on uh, Kaler in the rankings right now. Um Well, no, not not necessarily, actually. Kaler's number 16. Sorry, I work back between WrestleStat and Intermat rankings here. Um, Usually just go off Intermat, so I'm I'm sorry about that. I didn't know that off the top of my head. But uh, Kaler's ranked number 16, so it'd be good for Spratly to get a win over a guy that's ranked ahead of him in a duel. Um, I know he got a couple of wins over... Uh, Ranked guys at CKLV and then, of course, the Lehigh. But that guy was unranked uh, when they hit. So um, I think John Smith pointed out that he hasn't beaten somebody ranked ahead of him in a duel yet. So uh, getting one against Kaler would be a really nice win. And uh, if um, current trends mean anything... Uh, Spratley's looked really, really good. Kind of getting gotten back to himself. Um, Dayton Fix taking on Gabe Wizenhunt. <clears throat> uh, expect Dayton to do Dayton things here at home and uh, go score bonus points. And then uh, Tegan Jameson's taking on uh, Cleveland Belton. Belton, um, really long, rangy wrestler, was national qualifier last year. Uh, he's eight and six on the season this year. Um has really only lost to the top guys. I mean he hasn't lost to a guy outside the top uh, 15 here. Um, and he's he's had a tough schedule. I mean that's the, these Oregon State guys. they've gone out and they wrestled everybody. they've wrestled North Carolina, they wrestled Iowa. Uh, Penn State so They're they're hitting all the Tough opponents that they can So uh, Definitely Interested to see how Jameson performs against Belton here Should be able to get the win um, Rely on That strength he's looked really good He definitely is, seems to still be Favoring um, That arm That he hurt but Uh Again, he's looked great since he's been back. I know he has the loss to Jack, but uh, otherwise has looked really solid. Definitely expecting him to pick up the win there. Um, Curious to see who goes at 149. Either way, they're going to be taking out... It'll be Sammy Alvarez, Jordan Williams taking on Nash Singleton. Singleton, uh, unranked guy. Um, 9-5 on the season. Similar deal here. He's... Uh, had some tough opponents that he's lost to, right? Sodersky, Jackson Arrington, Kyle Parko, Victor Voinovich. Uh, he took him to sudden victory. So, not, nothing to... Stands out from a wins perspective. A um, big win over Quinn Kenner at CKLV, um... Utah Valley's Isaiah Delgado, but it's it's one of those things where it's like a both both opponents in this 149 pound match. You're waiting for them to do something, right? Like whether it's Alvarez or Williams against Singleton, either side. It's hard to project what's going to happen here if uh, if the pokes. Have the advantage, baby. But this guy's a redshirt freshman, so, you know, does does he have the advantage? Is a guy that Jordan Williams absolutely should beat. Heck, Sammy Alvarez should beat him, too. But uh, he's wrestled some really tough matches here, and I'm curious to see how it pans out. This is actually going to be a really interesting one for us to keep an eye on. Um, T. Travis taking on Isaiah Crosby at 157 pounds. Uh, This senior here. 5-4 uh, and four on the season. Um, has some really good wins over John Wiley, over um, uh, Legend Lamer. So expecting him to uh, put up a good match here against uh, Travis, but uh, Teague definitely should come out on top. Ultimately Poke should be able to take care of business here. Uh, 165 uh, 184 Uh, Heavyweight and 125 are the four where there's a little bit of a risk. Uh, I guess 149 as well. So we'll see how it pans out. I'm excited to uh, watch this one. Oregon State, always fun when they come to town. It's going to be on Sunday at 2 o'clock Central Time in gallagher Iba Arena on ESPN+. So it'll be a really fun one. Uh, definitely keep an eye on it there on Sunday and uh, excited to uh, uh, come back next week with a preview of the Iowa weekend, Northern Iowa and Iowa State coming into town and uh, gonna put on some really good duels for us. So, in the meantime, again, make sure to uh, go help out Travis Whitlake with his fundraiser and Check in next week as we recap these duels. Thanks and go pokes.